This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Welcome to Rambulay Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. I got a uh, pretty good, uh, pretty interesting episode today. It's with someone who's been practicing Taekwondo for 29 years. And uh, they're a third degree black belt. His name is David Fleetwood Jr. Um, we've grown up in the same parts and actually went to high school together and didn't know it. He was He's a little older than I am. So we plan on like just talking about his journey and seeing how things, you know, have transitioned and him devoting something that takes a lot from you to have to be able to, you know, master it. So how's it going, man? Oh, man, I'm blessed. You know, a lot of things going on in the world. So yeah. I really can't complain. Yeah. You know, things could be a lot worse for me and my family. So uh, I feel really fortunate to be in a, in a place where I am. That's good. So you said you've been at it for 29 years, right? Mm-hmm. When is, you know, can you, I know we've talked before a little bit, but can you give us, we go back through the history of like how you even got into Taekwondo, how it even came up? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't my choice. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it at all. Uh, I'm a really small person, uh, even as an adult. So back when I was um, in grade school, I was extremely small, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't say that I would get bullied because it's not like it was somebody uh, consistently, you know, the same person, you know, yeah, yeah. always coming at me, trying to mess with me or whatever. But but people, kids would be kids, yeah. and you know they mess with you and pick with you and stuff. But I was just so small to to a point where a lot of people can hurt me on accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, my dad, he comes from a really tough background, and uh, um, him and his brothers just kind of, kind of like grew up on the streets a little bit since they're uh, they were raised by a single mother, and she had multiple jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's always out, so they just had to kind of take care of themselves. Um, yeah, you said he's a. Mar- I mentioned he's a marine, but became a. Yeah, marine. he's a marine. He's a former marine. My uncle, uh, a lot of my uncles are former marines. Uh, yeah, and. Um, or or they were in another uh, branch in the military, but most of them were Marines. Yeah, and he was a boxer as well, right? Yeah, he boxed in the Marines. Um, he played football in the Marines. He actually had a, a chance to uh, go work out with the U.S. team mm. uh, for boxing. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, but he ended up having a uh, he had a, some type of military obligation, and he couldn't mm. take the flight. Mm. But come find out that that flight had actually went down. Mm. Yeah, so it's a good thing that he That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um he actually uh the the when he was playing football in the military, he got a scholarship to um uh Nevada. Oh, University okay. of Nevada in, in Reno. Yeah. So he actually after he got out of the um service, he went to school at in uh Reno. Yeah. Went to Nevada on a football scholarship. So would you say just before, because I know you're going to keep talking about, um, you know, what led you to Taekwondo. But would you say that your father being able to box and having other things and athleticism in his blood, you think that was a direct pass on to you being able to do the things you do? Because I know because you, you're an instructor to my son. So I've seen you do some like to me, it was very beautiful being able to move in the air and you're like you're really mm-hmm. solid. You know, it's not like a flimsy the way you hit the ground, the way you go up is just real. It's solid all the way through, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing that's like flimsy. So, like, do you think 
being able to exert that type of athleticism and intensity, do you think that, you know, something that passed on from your father being athletic and being a Marine, you have to be strong, you know, being mm-hmm. a boxer, you have to have a certain sense of brawniness. So do you think that is what, you know, eventually that was always in you? Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, it's in the genes, it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually on both sides, uh, my mom was um, a majorette. Mm, uh, for yeah. Roosevelt, so they they called them Tedettes, but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, she uh, she was into the like the the dance and stuff and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then my dad, like I said, you know, football, boxing, um, and he even did like gymnastics in high school down yeah. in Middletown and everything. So, um, yeah, it's definitely in the genes. But um, I was a I was a child who didn't really like confrontation i understand that yeah yeah so uh and i think my dad is like that too yeah uh we we're kind of like in a shell a little bit i feel you yeah when you pull us when we come out of the shell if we we're really comfortable with it no, I but, feel you on that, yeah. but we just don't come out for everybody you i feel know? you man and yeah, we, yeah. we pick and choose who and when and how yeah yeah um but i just uh when people would would mess with me would pick with me and things like that uh I just I I just didn't fight back, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember why. Um, I just didn't, and my dad was, you know, he <laughs> he was pretty fed up about me always coming to say this person, you know, picked on me, this person hit me, this person is messing with me and stuff like that. So instead of him taking me under his wing and teaching me, you know, himself he wanted to put me in a structured program. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he just started flipping through yellow pages and he found um, Grandmaster Young Chai Kim's uh, Taekwondo school out in Kettering and um, just told me that that's what I was going to do. And I'm like, all right, you know, so, you yeah. know, especially, you know, again, he was a Marine. So yeah, yeah. if he told me that's what I was going to do, <laughs> yeah. it, it ain't much I'm yeah. about to say about it. Uh, so so what was it like you know you being a kid because I thought you brought up a pretty good point of like you know you think bullying the term of it is overused because there's a difference mm-hmm. between being picked on and bullied right and so like how does it feel to you know go from a kid that was picked on you maybe even proud I don't know if you were bullied in any senses but from that to you know what was it like going straight to Taekwondo from that like something like was it a hard transition was it you know scary for you Cause you were like seven, right? Eight. Yeah, I was about seven. Um, no, nah, it wasn't any anything scary. Uh, man, I thought it was cool. Um, I usually, um, I, I like you know a, a little challenge, yeah. especially something physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I got a little bit of a Napoleon complex. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Um, I like to get put into a situation where people kind of doubt me, mm-hmm. especially physically. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, uh, I feel like I can I can see people's judgment and their, the little comments that they make mm-hmm. about being surprised that I can do certain things, even when it has nothing to do with my stature. Yeah, yeah. Just because I'm a small man, yeah. they'd be like, oh, you can do that? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a grown man. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I first saw you, I never... It wasn't that you were small. It was just to me. You have for you know for uh, like a sense of ferociousness to it. Like you move real, 
like you know specific and you move real like ferocious so it was like I never even had to do it. I was like, man, that's some that's some intensity over there. So you know. Yeah, well, I think that came with time because, like I said, I didn't. I just chose not to fight back when people were messing messing with me. Yeah. Um, and and to me, it was basically a confidence thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't have any siblings my age. My sister uh, is six years older than me. Mm. A lot of my cousins uh, that were my age didn't live. In the city, you know, they're Columbus, Cincinnati, Michigan, Middletown kind of area, you know. Yeah. So it's not like I would see them a lot. So I wasn't around. I wasn't around a lot of uh, boys my age. Um, I stayed around the women a lot with my mom because my dad was working a lot and everything. So my mom, my aunt, my sister, my grandma, mm-hmm. I would always go around with them and everything. So um, I don't want to say I wasn't in a manly environment is just that i just i just didn't see a lot of that hyper masculinity okay, stuff yeah masculinity as well yeah. yeah so, so um, you had an only child sense to you too you know was it yeah, like yeah yeah because my sister you know being six years older than me um and she went into the marines too oh, i think yeah. after her first year in college uh she went to the marines and i remember when she graduated from high school I had my sixth grade recognition the same day. So mm. I had my sixth grade recognition like during school. Yeah. And then I left that and I went to my sister's graduation. Okay, yeah. So um you know, from middle school on, she's like grown. She's in college, she's you know, she had a job and stuff like that and then she mm. went to the military. So um when and I'm in elementary school and she was in high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even even during that time, like when we were getting the fights and stuff, like I could hold my own. Yeah. And she's you know she's a teenager and I'm like ten years old or whatever. But of course at that time I had started to get some confidence in taekwondo. But yeah. um, I think that was the main thing that it helped me with was the confidence and the confidence yeah. to. Um, whether I decide to fight or not, I yeah. still feel good about myself because it was That's plenty word. of fights yeah. that I, that I walk away from, mm-hmm. um, that I had no problem. Like I didn't feel like no punk or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I walk away, and and in my mind, I feel like I'm walking away from this situation because if I stay here, I want to. I'm gonna hurt you, and yeah. I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Because I understood like the training that I went through. Like I knew what I could do, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I just didn't. I just, I didn't like. I said I didn't like confrontation. Yeah. I don't. I don't like to be in that situation or whatever. Um, and uh, one of the things my dad says is, um, you can you can go ahead and you you know you can go ahead and push my buttons if you want to. Mm-hmm. But you might find one that don't have an off switch. <laughs> That's that is a that is a good so, way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, a lot of times we'll. You know, people, people, you know, sometimes people just like to push your buttons. They just, they think it's funny. They just yeah. want to see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was younger and they, people found out that I, I knew Taekwondo. They yeah. just, they just want to try you just to see what you're going to do. Yeah. So they're not really trying to actually hurt you or, or bully you or nothing like that. They just trying to put you in because especially how I was taught in Taekwondo, you use it to defend yourself or to defend someone else who cannot defend themselves unless you're yeah. doing like 
a competition or a demonstration or something like that. Yeah. So when people would be in school, it'd be like, show me something. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're not going to show us nothing? No. Yeah. Why? Why? Oh, we just want to see what you can do. Mm, that's not what it's for. <laughs> yeah. So with the training, so yeah, so like with you going from being like a seven year old kid and I know that had to be interesting, like what was the training like? Because like, you know, you're not like a, like you ever seen the movie The Foot Fist Way or I just said like a low budget Kung Fu movie? Where no, like, I haven't seen that one. But uh, it's not like you're like, you know, like you, you really are, you know, you really do this. So like, mm-hmm. what was the training like going from a kid who, like you said, you didn't have the confidence or you didn't have certain things there and where like, what was it grueling? Was it like real hard? Was it just more like repetition of you having to keep doing the same things over to build your skill? Like, what was that like weight training or? No, it wasn't any weight training. At first, um, it was just kind of like a repetition thing because mm-hmm. there's different parts to Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just the art is just so like like in a, a movie like the original Karate Kid. Yeah. And you see them doing movements against air. Yeah. Those are, uh, they call those forms. Mm-hmm. And there's certain set patterns that you do. And you're, they're supposed to look nice. Yeah. Um, so that's the art or the beauty part of Taekwondo. Um, and then the sport of Taekwondo is the act is the fighting. That's what's in the Olympics. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, there's rules that you, they want to protect the competitors. They want to try to find out a winner, um, and try to make sure it's interesting. One of the, the, um, scenarios or analogies I gave, uh, for my students when I was just telling them about, the different parts and everything and the rules and why they make the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know, some of the rules have changed in Taekwondo because they didn't want it to be boring to spectators mm. so that it could be, you know, continue to be in the Olympics. Cause if it gets boring then people ain't going, aren't going to watch it. Yeah. And I said, just like in basketball, when basketball started, there wasn't a shot clock. Yeah. Yeah. But people found out that if we're really good at, um, keeping the ball and the other team can't steal the ball from us and we get up like 10 points or we're up you know 10 to 2 or something like that yeah and they can't steal the ball away from us we just pass it around for half an hour yeah yeah and we'll just win the game 10 to 2 well that's extremely boring so they said well now y'all got a 24 second shot clock so if you don't shoot the ball in 24 seconds then the other team gets the ball yeah yeah so it made it more interesting so taekwondo made some of you know same kind of changes some of the stuff was because of safety. Some of the stuff was because um, it would be easier to to figure out a winner. Some of the stuff was because um, they wanted to make it more exciting yeah, and all yeah. that kind of thing. But um, you 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 have to take a um, a different viewpoint, a different approach, depending on what it is that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, the first thing that they usually do is you know they take you through the basics and things like that expectations of a student and all that kind of stuff your student creed and everything yeah um how to stand how to punch how to kick and all Mm -hmm. that how to answer you know respect showing respect and all that stuff um so that part was was pretty simple and it's just repetition going over it over and over Mm -hmm. again um but once i was introduced to the sport of taekwondo and i told my parents like i want to do that yeah um they allowed me to go into the sparring classes where it that's what they focused on they didn't focus on the art or 
focus on um, self-defense or breaking. Um, it was the actual sport with the rules and all that stuff. Is that so, a full contact thing? Is that yeah, like yeah, yes, a full contact. Um, so and it was way more full contact than it is now because yeah. just like with football with and soccer and stuff, concussions are more. It's more understood about how damaging the later it turns it to have be. on the brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, back when I was growing up, in order to score a point. You had to have body displacement. So mm. whether it was the um, the torso, because you can't you can't hit or kick below the belt. So whether it's the torso or the head, it had to move mm. when you hit it in order for it to be a point. So, so just, just think if it's your head. head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just think if it's your head. So like if you just touched your headgear with your foot or whatever, it's not gonna be a point. It had to be a blow. It had to hit them enough to make their head move. Yeah. Yeah. And then also everything was one point. Mm. Nowadays. Uh, just a regular kick to the torso is one point. Yeah, a spinning kick to the torso is two points. A head kick is three points, and a spinning head kick, spinning kick to the head is four points. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, if you're down five to one, and you do a spinning kick to the head, and all you got to do is touch the headgear mm. with your foot, now it's tied five to five. Mm. But when I was growing up, everything was one point. If you're down five to one, and it's like 30 seconds left, the only way you can win is to knock them out. So mm. then you head hunting, trying to knock them out. Yeah. Which, of course, that's not safe at all. <laughs> so what was it like? So it sounds like it was a lot more aggressive back then, and it was a little bit more, like, you know, focused on, like, just real physicality in a sense of when yeah. it was displayed. So did you ever get into a situation where, like, some opponents that it was, like, it was real, like, you know, with... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um and then sometimes because you know people and you end up running against the same people all the time, mm. um, it's kind of like a like I, I can't let you beat me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you every month. Yeah, when we go to these tournaments, you know, I'm gonna see you, and yeah. and, and everybody gonna see us, and everybody gonna know that you beat me. Yeah. So now nah, I can't I can't let you beat me. You know. So um, yeah. So you would get into some some situations like that. But my my instructor, uh, Master Christina Bailey, she she was on U the U.S. team, and she's a heavyweight. She was a women's mm. heavyweight. Um, but she can go into the splits like she's bad woman. Yeah. And um, and she uh, she did a really good job of putting us into situations. She did like situational training. Hmm. Um, I mean, she did just like general stuff as far as working on footwork, working on speed, uh, working on your defense and and, and your um, your uh, your cardio, your, yeah, your endurance, yeah. and all of that stuff. Because uh, she, we would like get up Saturday morning and run like three miles, oh, okay, and stuff yeah. like that. And then after that, we you know we come back, we take a break, and then we have actual training class. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but she would do a lot of situational. Um, drills and things like that and she will push us to the point where so like even if, if i'm let's say i'm eight or nine years old mm-hmm. I, i'm if i'm really good mm-hmm. she's not going to have me going against eight or nine year olds she's going to have me going against like 12 13 year olds yeah or, or her yeah you know so um like i'm not going to face anybody my my age 
that's going to be on their level. Yeah. So I'm going to go against people who are, you know, go against stuff that's way harder in training than I would in an actual competition. And she would push us to the point where we know our limits, too. Mm. So no matter how tired you are, your mind has already went through this in training. Mm. Like I said, like, you know, if you if if it's the end of the round or whatever, and you know you got to score some points. Mm -hmm. um, because back then, it wasn't electronic scoring to where you could see, like on a scoreboard, where you could see what the score is and mm. everything. You didn't know what the score was because the referees mm. are all doing tallies on their paper and they come together and they're like, all right, what you got? Okay, what you got? All right, what yeah. you got? You know, kind of thing. And then it's basically like a consensus of, all right, so like if one one referee feels like uh, I had three points, the other referee feels like I had two points. Yeah. And then the other referee feels like I had two points. Well, all three referees agreed I scored at least two points, so I have two points. Okay, yeah. But if one of the referees said one point, one said three points, and the other one said five points, they all agreed I scored at least one point, so I have one point. Okay, so, like, with going through that type of training and being a kid, it seems like it's like you have to have a sense of intellectualism, too, to be able to, because you said you went through different forms, like the artistic part of it, like, you know, Mm -hmm. full contact you know you seem like especially being i've always been interested whenever I, i've always been into martial arts and like not even since that i got i think i'm like any good at it just i've always been in i watch kung fu flicks and i think about how like the concept of you throw one punch the person moves this way you can drive them this way you throw this type mm -hmm. of punch they're going to respond that way you know how to you know does it did that did your intellectual game of like the body and how to move and understanding opponents like did that drive like a certain sense of intellect about you IQ and your athleticism it went you know with taekwondo taekwondo well i mean just like you were saying as far as genes and everything you're going to come with a certain set of abilities mm -hmm. um and some people are going to catch on to things a little bit quicker mm -hmm. some people you don't really have to teach them all you do is you show it to them and they got it Mm -hmm. They can just watch you and, and then they, they pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, some people are just, you know, kind of quicker on their feet than others. Yeah. Um, so if you already are that type of person and um, you get in a situation where, you know, so you got to move. You, you got to move a specific kind of way to yeah. make sure that you're you're not being vulnerable. They, they can kind of pick it up on the fly. Mm. Whereas others, they're going to have to go through it repetitions, mm. you know, and if it's something that they haven't seen before, they're going to struggle with it. Okay. Um, but like I said, she did she did a lot of situational stuff. So and she drilled it to us so that to the point where I can only speak for myself, but I didn't do a lot of thinking. Mm. Most of my, my most of my thinking was. Kind of like, you know how Floyd Mayweather will use the first round, first round and a half or whatever, yeah. to fill somebody out. He not really going to do much. Mm. He just going to try to see. And, and and he's even said, like, I don't watch no tape. Mm. Like, I don't watch tape. I didn't know that. People. Yeah, yeah. And he would just go out there because he don't want, because just because somebody did this in that fight against this person don't mean that that's what they coming against him. Yeah, he don't want to narrow his focus. Yeah, yeah he wants to so keep he it open. So he wants to yeah. see just what they're trying to come come at him with. And then he makes adjustments and things like that in the fight or whatever. So um, I feel like a lot of times that was the, the 
the the approach that I had. Mm-hmm. Me and my my uh, my coach had the approach where we're going to see, especially if it's somebody we haven't seen fight before. Mm-hmm. Now we will watch them against other people because in the tournament, you know, you got maybe five or six rounds to get to the 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 uh, gold medal round or whatever. Yeah. Um. So you see, and you already have the bracket down. So like, all right, so the the winner of these two is are going to fight you if you win. Mm. So you need to watch this fight to see how they how they fight. Yeah, what their uh, what their pros are, what the cons are, uh, or their strengths and weaknesses, what they like to do. You know the the, the style that you know type type of per, uh, fighter they are. Are they a defensive fighter? Are they an offensive fighter? Uh, what's their main kick and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, so usually we would have a little bit of heads up of unless it's the, just the first round. Okay. So then we don't, you know, we don't get any heads up as far as what kind of person, what kind of fighter fighter they are unless we've seen them previously in another tournament. So, uh we just kind of fill them out or whatever, but the situational drills that we've went through before um if they're standing this way, so what we call this we we call an open stance if we're in a fighting stance and i'm facing you and then both of our chests are facing the same direction Mm -hmm. that's an open stance it's like a door that's open yeah but if we're facing the opposite way like you switch your stance and now yeah now i'm facing over here and you're facing over there that's a closed stance yeah so there's certain things that you would do in an open stance that you wouldn't do in a closed stance and vice Mm -hmm. versa um so just knowing that, you know, seeing it and you're seeing it in in your in training, you know, in that same situation and then you're in it uh, again. So just like, you know, football, basketball drills that you go through whatever, if they're in this kind of defense, mm-hmm. we run this. If they're in this kind of defense, we run this. If yeah. the offense comes out in this formation, we have to line up like this and yeah, we're yeah. going to run this play or whatever. So it's the same kind of thing. So if you got somebody who, you know, you they like to be in a closed stance and they a front leg fighter, they yeah. like to do that front leg. Oh, well, I'm going to be doing this, 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 and this. Yeah. So a lot of times it wasn't so much thinking, it was just reacting because I've already done it. So, that's so when they at. come at me, yeah. it's like, I ain't got to think about it. My body just automatically reacts. Also to the point where it's been times where I've been, I've been dead tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, we doing three rounds three minutes each round three minutes you got a minute rest in between we're in the third round and i'm dead tired it's the last minute but again i don't know what the score is yeah i may feel like i'm winning but the the judges might not uh might not agree with that yeah so my mind is my mind is seeing something that i've i've been trained to react to a certain way so i was gonna say it's just a reaction it's almost so like even reflex. though i'm dead tired that thing comes to me and and i react and i and i'll uh rattle off five or six kicks all in a row mm. and they were looking at me like i thought he was tired so <laughs> i, I want to so it would for you i don't know i don't want to speak for anybody in it but just particularly you you seem to be like just being in the moment and being present there gives you all of that you know all that you need to get done like you know you don't have to yeah. think it through is it any what's the emotionality like is it no emotions is it like suppose you take a kick to the head or 
or suppose you kick somebody in the head is it like i'm you know i'm calm still that you know i know I, man i'm i'm super emotional yeah i'm super emotional um so uh our key ops is 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 what we call our yell yeah um it's 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 made to it's it's supposed to scare your opponent mm-hmm. it's supposed to now this is the things that it should be able to do now it's not always gonna do it but um, cause like ain't nobody, ain't nobody's key out gonna scare me. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. But like if if you got somebody that's you know, um, as as we were saying, bullies before. Most bullies are cowards. They're gonna yeah. pick on people who they think that they not gonna have no problem. Yeah, being. ain't nobody gonna pick on Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know yeah. that's not no, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unless they just crazy or got a death wish. Yeah, but so uh, Kiop should be able to scare your opponent. Uh, give yourself energy and give yourself confidence. Yeah. So, um, my key op, you know, it, I, I'm I'm doing one that should be able to do those things to me for me. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like uh like sometimes people who you know who do other physical f- sports once they cross that line they have a certain mentality that they may not normally have mm-hmm. so I'm a pretty you know easy going person or whatever don't like confrontation but when I get in that ring it's it's totally different mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm focused and I'm not like the the um, goofy guy anymore mm-hmm. it's like it's all business and yeah. like I would I'm I'm I don't know I'm 10 you know 11 years old so like yeah. I'm I'm still in elementary school, but yeah. I'm stepping in the rig and I'm looking this person dead. I'm looking a dude dead in their eyes. Yeah, and I'm not smacking. I'm not smiling. I'm not cracking a smile or nothing. Yeah. And then when that when the referee, the center judge, say you know get into your fighting stance, and I let out a yell, that's that people are shocked. That comes from a little kid yeah, that's yeah. that small. Um, and then you know I'm coming at them. Cause like you said, I like getting put in situations where people feel like, "Oh, this little kid, he can't do nothing." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, I'm about to show you." Yeah. Uh. So then, when I actually do it, I'm gonna yell again in your face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. to me, that's also it's setting a standard for going forward as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually testing this person to see, are you re- are you ready for the, a battle? Or did you think that you was just gonna come in here and do whatever you wanted, and then when yeah, you yeah. face face adversity, you you crumble? Mm-hmm. Because if I see in your face that you wasn't ready for this like you thought you was, oh, I already know I got you. Yeah. But then if if I see that they gonna come back at me, I'm like, okay, well I'm in a battle now. I really I really gonna have to dig deep mm-hmm. to to make sure that I, I'm I'm gonna pull out this victory. And like I said, ain't nobody, ain't nobody gonna push me as yeah. as much as I've been pushed, um, in 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 my, my training. Like I've literally, I've literally pushed myself. I shouldn't say I've pushed myself. My coach has made me push myself, <laughs> literally to to the 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 farthest point that I could go physically. Yeah. To the point where the next step that I took. Like my body gave out and I hit the floor. Mm. Of course, they helped me up and everything, make sure I was all right. But 
she and she knew because she'd been in it a long time and that's mm-hmm. one thing that i tell our students you know i've been teaching for over 20 years mm-hmm. um i know how to look at somebody and, and and see you know what kind of um uh abilities they have and what what their um their uh potential is yeah like it don't take that long yeah. for us to see that mm-hmm. and i'm gonna see I'm gonna see each kid as an individual, not gonna be comparing because you're nine years old and you're nine years old and you're both, you know, came in at the same time. You should be able to do the same stuff. No, mm-hmm. I'm looking at each kid as an individual and she would do the same thing with us. So she would push me like, so it was other kids that was my age and she's she's going at me like I'm a teenager, like I'm 15, mm-hmm. 16, 16 years old. And it was even a drill one time where um, we were racing. And we were doing different things back and forth, and we we're racing. And she's like, um, "If you last, you got to go again." Mm. Well, me being a competitor and stuff, when I was with my group, and I was with like a lot of the kids my age, I was first. Mm. So she was like, "At the end, you know, I, I'm first, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm about to get a rest." And she like, "David, go again." Mm. And I'm like, "I wouldn't last." She was like, "Go again." Mm. And so then with the older kids, I had to go again. So I now now it's not my age, it's the next age up. I'm going again. So I'm like, dang, now I got to beat them. So I beat them too. Yeah. And she like, David, go again. Mm. Oh, dang, now I'm with I'm two age groups up. Mm. So she was pushing you. She, she, was, and, like, she and, was like really, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Um, I I but once I got to that point, like I took a next step and I hit the ground and my body physically gave up on me mm-hmm. because a lot of times in our mind we like oh, I can't do no more. Mm-hmm. No, you can do more. I be I pushed my son when he yeah. whenever we I have him do basketball. We'll be you know just working out and running and stuff and mm-hmm. he'll be. I don't think I'm like man. Listen, yeah. I've been through that already. You got about yep. another two like like you know well I'm like two miles but you can get yep. off some more stuff you yep. know you can do more and it yeah. was in I was in a, in an environment to where, where I was with somebody who was experienced and he, even if something happened yeah. we had we had medical personnel there that could take care of me and stuff like that my parents was there mm-hmm. like I was I was fine yeah it's not like I was out by myself at the gym just trying to push myself yeah. and ended up I, like I could hurt myself. I wasn't in that situation. So yeah. I was in a very safe environment and and I pushed myself to the brink. Yeah. And I knew I knew my limit at that point. Yeah. Like I knew how much I could take mm-hmm. and how much I could give. So that that was like a milestone for me because yeah, yeah. I took that the rest of my life. Yeah. Um and even I mean, and and Taekwondo to me, it, you know, it's just not it's not just a martial art. It's a way of life. Yeah, it means the way of the hand and foot. But we always tell the kids that's just not kicking, punching, and blocking. It's what you do with your hands and feet every day. It's mm. how you treat people. Yeah. You know, it's it's everything that you do. Taekwondo is in all of that. So yeah, um, taking that uh, along with me in my life, you know, emotional situations and stuff like that. Um, you know, I know I've I've come up against a lot of adversities. So I'm not just going to be, you know, crumbling and, and 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 giving up just because stuff get hard. Mhm. You know, and just because my mind is saying, 
hey man, this 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 is rough. Like like we can't do this. Like nah, we yeah. can do it. Like I would talk to myself. I'm like, come on, come on, bro, come on, yeah, you can do nah, this, yeah. bro. You know, so pumping myself up, and I mean, it could be a test, like yeah, an actual yeah. test in school. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, come on, man, you got this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but it was it that I mean that was put into me, and again, it I I came I went from uh, a shy uh, young man that that didn't have a lot of confidence to someone. Who I mean I still I still am shy and I still have insecurities you know I'm human mm-hmm. I'm still gonna have those insecurities or whatever but I went through a process of how to work on that stuff too yeah and that and it also helped me with a plan mm. because my coach would be talking to me about you know like I said situational uh, drills and stuff like that but then once we start looking at people and even in between rounds mm-hmm. she's like hey. He likes to do this, 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 and this. When he does this, this, and he got a tail, and he do his little shoulder like that, or he step his foot and turn like that, he's about to do boom, 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 boom. You got to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. So then, like, she she can yell it out to me or whatever. She's like, it's coming. And then I'm looking for it, and then he does it, and then I do what she said do. Yeah. So we talked about it. We said, this is the situation. This is what's happening. When this happens, you need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. So what is that? That's planning for stuff in in your life. Yeah. You no, know, when yeah. things come up, this is the situation. This is what's happening. Mm. When this happens, in order for us to reach our goal, we need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. See, what you're doing, like, I, I we had talked as well about me playing basketball, and, um, I was like this fat kid, and nobody picked me up, and, you know, <laughs> know everybody... And I was, like, tired of it. It started in about the fourth grade, and I would go down to the downtown Y, and I would just start watching the guys. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was some really good guys down there. Some of the guys went to the NBA from there. They went to play good college ball. Never and, play high school ball. They just been balling at the Y. Yeah. like some, yep. yeah, And, and so, maybe playing AAU or something. Yep. And, yep. and so I was down there, and I, I got to be about seventh, eighth grade, and I would get on with some of the older kids because I was around that age. and. I went from the point that, you know, I made a little name. Like, you know, I seen some guy that played ball. And he was like, man, I remember you because I was quiet and I wasn't arrogant. But they would call me Little Ivo because I go out there and rocking. And I know <laughs> that um, what you say, me learning aggression because one practice, practicing so much that certain things came automatic to me and certain things. But I'm like that as well as what you say is like people think, oh, you're small and you're not that. I will go down there and hold, hold down guys that were 6'2 in defense and be out there. I'm really I love the physicality, you know, mm-hmm. and uh I know with my photography as well, um, I studied just certain basic stuff with Wing Chun. And uh, my assistant, we like both were crazy because she's a strong girl. So we would be up here and I would just keep practicing the same moves. And we would be sparring and I would just do the simple things that I, and do them over and over. And then we'd get to the point, I would be moving so fast and doing stuff. She's like, how do you? And then I took that and didn't taught the girls how to do. Like I practiced one move over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And um was able to translate that to like the model like just do it like this place your feet like this hold your core like this breathe and do it and you know mm-hmm. they would be like what in the world so i've learned that practice and you know like believing in yourself like it i've jumped up but you, you got to be serious when you practice yeah yeah because it's a like thing, i told yeah. the kids like um practice my dad said practice makes permanent yeah because people say practice makes perfect no, no yeah. not if you practice like crap yeah no for <laughs> if real, you're halfway yeah. doing it or whatever but if you put your all into it when you practice yeah then that's when 
when auto mode kicks in. Yeah. You know, so yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what you were saying. Is I'm right there with you. I totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. I would see like point guard. We would play, and it would be point guards that were better than me. That would be the surprising thing about practice. Michael Jordan has said this like. Practice made automatic, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I had practice and, you know, so much that I would play against guys that were better than me. You know, I never could. My brother just told me the other day, like, you were pretty good, man. I just think that you were quiet. I didn't, you know, you know, but, you know, you didn't give yourself a lot of credit, but you would go down there and, like, rock, like, shit on people sometimes. Like, you know, you'd be yeah. a small dude because I was five, four or five in high school. Because when you're small, you can't let up. Yeah, that's like us, yeah. yeah, you can't let up because they're already bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, another another saying that I uh, I hear a lot, uh, I heard a lot growing up is uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, because people who are super talented, like they didn't have to, they didn't have to go through everything you had to go through. Yeah, in order to get to that point. Yeah, you know. A lot of stuff just came natural to them, especially if they were bigger. You know, I mean, basketball, the 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 rim is ten feet tall. So the if you're taller and you're closer to the rim, it's going to be easier for you. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're shorter, we got to go through you. We got to attack get, it, yeah, yeah, to yeah. get to. So you know, um, they're a lot of times they're in a in a mode of, oh, I come little man. Mm-hmm. That's what you know. People, yeah. I, it's oh, this is gonna be easy day for me if I'm guarding him. You know, it's gonna be all. Oh, it's gonna be easy day for me. Or if he's guarding me, ah, uh, my stride so long. You know, I'm just gonna blow past him, whatever. So they already in a mental, in a mental. They've mode. confined themselves already. Yeah, 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 to where they not they not giving they all. Yep. So, but you are. So mm-hmm. yeah. So once you giving that one hundred percent, and they slacking. Yeah. Just because they feel like oh, I got this talent, I don't have to work so hard. And you know, I've done I've even done that before. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I remember my senior year, um I was starting strong safety and and me being 5'5 five, five, at that time I was probably 1 125 mm-hmm. maybe 130 my senior year, yeah, I was probably about 130 because I wrestled 130. So I was 5'5", 130. And I'm I'm st- starting strong safety. Yeah. So I'm basically like a small linebacker. Yeah. At 5'5", 130. And I'm covering tight ends. And it was, it was, it was some big dudes. And you got to be strong as hell. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah. So we was going against we was going against Trotwood. It was first game of the season. And um, they was doing a lot of pro uh, – Process so they had a lot of tight ends, so I'm covering tight end the whole game. Yeah, and this dude, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a blanket on him. Mm-hmm. Like he ain't getting nothing. Mm-hmm. Quarterback just wasn't even looking his way no more. Yeah. So what happened? Like I got cocky, you know. My I started relaxing. I'm like, man, I ain't even got really covered this dude no more. Quarterback yeah. ain't throwing his way. As soon as I relax, what happened? Took off. He was open. Quarterback <laughs> saw him. Hitting for the first down. I'm like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as soon as I relax, that's when that's when it, they they took advantage of that. Yeah, man, that's what I, my brother, we were talking about basketball. I never looked at myself as the most talented. That's why I was like, I seen people that were better than me. I'm like, they're better than me. But I think the, sometimes with me, I got to 
I'm not letting you score this ball. I don't know what I'm going to do to my thinking or my emotion. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get to pushing myself. And I would, you know, big buff dude to be like, who is that little dude over there? Like, he was, like, blocking, stealing. He had me, you know, and it was like, because I'm like, I mean, I like channeled aggression. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. you can, you know, use your physicality and all that yeah. to, like, get the aggression across. You don't have to always fight and but you know that would be people would be thrown by that because it was fights at basketball and stuff and all that mm-hmm. and people I never got into no fight fights but people would see how they might want to throw a punch and I'd get up under it and you know and be ready to you know yeah they saw you wasn't yeah. a punk. you ain't the one that like that's not the dude to be messing with yeah so yeah. I don't you know I think there's a difference between a tough guy and a person that's not going to take any shit you know what I'm saying yeah. I'm like I ain't no tough guy but whatever i like i guess you know i'm competitive in the sense that if i see i'm in a situation where uh i gotta turn it up i'm not even competing with you i'm pushing myself, myself I'm, yeah, yeah i'm pushing up i'm trying to do yeah. that so i think yeah hard work will i'll be because i played against people that was like and i feel like that's that's a talent too yeah like to have a uh a, a, the, the mentality for that yeah yeah um you know no matter what the what the adversities are and stuff like that so once you see that challenge Mm-hmm. Like you, like okay, yeah, I want to go. I, I want to go. Let's go. Yeah. Like to me, that's part of a. Uh, that's a talent as well because you got some people who are f- physically talented, but mm-hmm. they don't have that that drive. Yeah. You know, it's like man, man, they missing something. If 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 they had the drive that this other person had, you know, mm-hmm. that don't have as much physical talent, man, they they could go. The sky's the limit for them. They can go as far as they want to go. You know, yeah. but just that that physical you know that mental aspect they they don't have it so mm-hmm. i feel like that's a talent too because sometimes it can't really be like it can't be taught sometimes yeah it has to be you you have to want it or you have to mm-hmm. be because i don't i don't believe i tell everybody i believe everybody has something good and strong in them it's just a matter of like are you going to beast it out to get to that part right. of you you might have to really like you know with me with photography i thought i got pretty good pretty quick at it and it was something that i never knew you had to in some ways like calmly but you have to think aggressively when you want the shot or you have to yeah. be able to you know you know be in a situation i know i like to shoot in chaotic situations i take uh, on my website there's like landscape pictures and stuff and so you know a lot of those was taken of me in a car going down the highway heading out towards the west coast going like at 90 miles an hour taking beautiful mountain pictures but people go like oh that seems you know so beautiful but for me it's beautiful but it's like man i was I was really in my head, man, like staying focused on that. So I like internal, like, you know, having to figure it out, having to mm-hmm. push through things, even when if, if it's pain, you know. And so, yeah. Now, one thing I'm interested in with your um, your parents are in Taekwondo as well, too. Right. Because one thing I talked to my son about is like, you know, I've always I've seen your dad, but your mom is like quick. I, that was one thing that tripped me out when I seen her throw do some moves. I was like, what yeah. in the world? So what? what yeah, did that's they... what I was telling you. You know, like I get it from both sides. Yeah, that was so, pretty crazy to see her move that solid. Is she like when did they come along in your Taekwondo journey? Uh, my dad asked me if if I wanted him to get into it. Mm. Um, and the the deal that he made with me was when I get my black belt, then he would join. Mm. So that's what that's what he did. Um and then my dad um I'm trying to think exactly how I went. Um I'm not sure exactly what happened to that 
my mom got into it. I think. I think they probably had a conversation. Mm. You know, when you're younger, you're not really privy to all the decisions and how it goes yeah. into happening in the conversations and stuff. But I think they had a conversation where um, I think he won't, he would enjoy to to have her go through the same kind of stuff that he was going through and them share that together. Yeah. That's kind of like when I'll be wanting my wife to come to the gym with me. Yeah. She don't be wanting to. <laughs> but um and and a lot of times I tell her like you know I'm not going I'm not going to try to be your trainer or nothing like that you know even though she has asked me to train her sometimes but yeah. I'm like I'm not going to be your trainer whatever it's whatever you want to do I mean you can act like I'm not even there I'm yeah, like but yeah. I just want to I just want us to go together Yeah yeah you I know understand. and then if we and then if you do want us to do some stuff or you want me to show you some stuff we can do that too But um but yeah I think it was um I think it was probably because my dad wanted to wanted her to be involved, and she she probably wanted to be involved in it too because since her son was in it, yeah, you know she probably wanted to be involved in it too. Um, and then as far as the being instructors and stuff, I think we just kind of fell into it, um, because Master Christina Bailey was over the the program at the rec center, but then mm-hmm. she ended up opening up her own school. Mm. So given all uh all of the the time and effort that needed for that, you mm. know, she didn't really have um the bandwidth to to put what was needed into direction or program. Yeah. So um she turned it over to my dad because at the time, you know, I was like a teenager. Mm. So um I uh I I I didn't have the um the maturity level to be over a program like that, even though yeah, I was yeah. uh, I was a higher belt than he was. Yeah. Um. So he took it over. I helped out. Um. My mom didn't start coming until later. Um. Because I was, you know, doing stuff. Life, life just kind of started happening. I understand? Yeah. And I wasn't really doing a lot with with Taekwondo. Um. I would come periodically. But then once, you know, things kind of settled down a little bit, um, I was able to get more uh, focused on it. Um, and plus, I feel like, you know, getting older and becoming a little bit more mature. Yeah. Um, I was in a better situation, uh, a better place to, to deal with that. So, but then uh, as he got older and he got closer to her, um, retirement age, he's like, you want you know, you, you want to <laughs> take this? Yeah. And I was like. Well, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been looking at it, and and I've been paying attention to what you've been doing and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I, I can do this, I right. can do it. I was like, as long as you know, I was like, you're just not gonna disappear on me. He was like, well, no, nah, I can still stick around a little bit, you know. He was like, well, I'm just not gonna be here all the time. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay. So my mom, same thing, and then we talked to some of the other. Um, the crazy thing we did a, um, we did this thing where the the kids could bring like a family member or a parent. For free for yeah. one for like one class, yeah. And we ended up getting a lot of kids' parents that mm. actually started signing up, mm. and they, the parents, actually started doing it more than the kids. Oh yeah. So we had a a, a few of those parents that ended up um, getting their black belt, secondary black belt, and all that stuff. So um, is that gratifying for you? With the uh, uh, like seeing like instilling so many of those qualities into like you know 
kids, families, and probably changing a lot of people's, like, you know, how they feel about themselves. Is that a gratifying thing, especially to see some people when um, they excel? I, I wouldn't say, I guess, I'm, I wouldn't say it's gratifying. I I would say that it is, um, it gives me a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, um, it's evidence that I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Um, but I I wouldn't. I mean, I know it's not all me. Mm-hmm. I know I had a part in it. Um, but I feel like it. It makes me. It, it, I guess it is kind of a little bit gratifying because it makes me feel good that I'm doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. But I know I can do better. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, that's the type of person I am. I. I I understand and acknowledge the good things, mm-hmm. but I will always see where I'm lacking. Yeah, I understand that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we've we've had so many kids. We've had kids who have autism. Um, we've had kids with dys- dyslexia, anxiety. Um, um, even one of the adults that um, what that helps out. Um, he's had he's had some some uh issues as well growing up Mm -hmm. and he's talked about how taekwondo has helped him um in his in his life and everything Mm -hmm. and and his thought process when it comes to things that would normally frustrate him um and we've had parents come to us and tell us that you know you know our kid has a certain you know learning disability and everybody else in their grade that has that you know they have to go to another class when it when it comes time to learn certain things or do, yeah, yeah. You know, do certain testing or whatever but because of all the years that they've been in taekwondo and um we can see how their focus has improved and things like that mm-hmm. in school in taekwondo and at home they said that they they don't have to be in that class they can be in a regular class that's really that's really good man even though they have that learning disability because they've learned to um focus a little bit more mm. and and uh they understand like i said you know the we we work on um solving problems yeah so um if we're we're supposed to do a certain technique or whatever again everybody's not the same and your tra- transition from this position to this position i can do it this way Mm -hmm. but when you try to do it like that it don't work yeah yeah well you still have to get there now your journey from this position to this position and i'm you know i'm talking about physically literally this you know standing this way and turning this way Mm -hmm. you're struggling with this like you're not able to do it that Mm. the way that i do it yeah but we still got to get you there. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about maybe doing it this way. Yeah. You know, and breaking things down for the kids like that and them seeing that we're not trying to make you be like Mr. Fleetwood. We're not trying to make you be like like Ethan. Or, yeah. You know, you you don't have to. You, you can be you. Yeah. And you still going to accomplish your goals. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, so... um those those type of things that we talk to the kids um i think a lot of times helps them if they if they're one of the kids that grasp onto it now some kids you know it ain't for everybody yeah yeah it's not it's not for everybody and some 
<laughs> Some of them we know it's not for yeah. them when they come, and we like, yeah, that's not gonna last. So, but I mean, as long as they're there, yeah, we're gonna give everything that we have to to help them get better. Yeah. Um, but you can tell when the well, you can tell when the kids don't want to be there, and the parents got them there, and then mm. the kids like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so it's interesting to me when the kids see you do what you do when you do demonstrations and you show your abilities that I know when I found out that Ethan had, you know, a black family teaching him Taekwondo. And then we went there and seen everything. I was like, man, if I was a kid and I saw this man and I had this opportunity, it would make me be like, especially if I like in today's world, I think everybody needs to know how to handle themselves. You got to be able to, Mm -hmm. you know, with random violence and all this stuff going on and stuff, you got to be able, I don't see how kids are not like, Yes, you know what I'm saying. They have so they have so much more to deal with, I think, now than we did. Mm, Especially yeah, with the social yeah, media a, and all that stuff. Yeah, with the phones. Like I, I keep telling my kids, like when I was your age, I didn't. It wasn't no phones. Yeah, like yeah. it was a phone. Like they had a cord to it. Yeah, like it was no cell phone. To access like, all that information, all, all that and then and then the the yeah, and then the internet on the phone and all yeah. that stuff. Oh man, when I was able to text somebody, because you know texting didn't come with the phone. Yeah, you yeah. had to pay extra for that. Exactly. Because yeah. at first I didn't have texting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it, when I started to being able to text, oh my gosh, that was and revolutionary, then, wasn't oh, it? It was man. a whole. Different... <laughs> and then <laughs> when you started having a camera on your phone, and you can store pictures. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Man, but every time you got a new phone, you <laughs> you, you <laughs> lost them pictures. Yep. Man. But yeah, man. So it, I feel like they, yeah, they they have it way harder than we do. I think you think more susceptible to like distraction and all that stuff you're saying and all that. Yes, I think everything. I think even the the adults. I think we're like that too. This this society is it's a microwave society. Yeah, they want everything right now in a hurry. Because everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, if I don't know something, ask Google. Pull out my phone, ask Google. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that with my kids. My kids ask me a question. Like, I, you know, it used to irritate me when when my kids were, like, like, like toddlers and stuff, and they would ask a question. Yeah. And it'd be a simple question. Mm-hmm. And they like, Daddy, well, what's that? What's that? You know, what does that mean? Uh, but you, you it means, uh... <laughs> Uh, how do I explain this? Um, you don't know what I mean. Come on now, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, because you don't, you don't know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, but now when I get in that situation, I'm like, I just, shoot, I just pull out Google. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. And, and then now uh, that my kids, you know, they got their own phones or whatever. Um, they asked me. I was like, I don't know. Google it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get irritated. My mom, she'll text me. And ask me questions. She's just like, "Who won the Super Bowl when um, Peyton Manning lost that first time when he was with the Colts? Who was the ones that beat him?" I'm like, "You got your phone just in your Google. hand, <laughs> and you texting me this question. Yeah, yeah. The time you took to text this question to me." <laughs> I looked at something. You know, uh, Dame Dash. You know, used to roll with you know Rockefeller and everything. He, I don't know how old the interview was, but he said he just now got to the point where he even refers to Google sometimes to even be like, 
Oh, it can answer my question. He said he just didn't even think to go. I'm like, that's crazy, man. You know, uh-huh. every he knows me. I Google everything, you know, trying to find all the information. So it's a... Uh, and then sometimes you got to be careful because there's so much misinformation out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's it's just, it's crazy the, um, the, the, the different types of people, the all the different types of people mm-hmm. in, that we run into... Um, the parents and everything. Some of the some of the parents, uh, oh my gosh, they they come to us for to discipline their kid, mm. and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's he's just been acting up at home, and he hasn't been um very respectful. And you know he looks up to you guys, so <laughs> so uh, I just figured you know I let you know so you can handle it in you know in class. He's only with us two hours a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you? I'm not understanding what you want me to do. What I mean, and and I understand you know your parents are your parents. People ain't gonna kids not just gonna. So like, who was it? I think it was uh. Dwayne, it was either I think it was Dwayne Wade's. Dwayne Wade, no, it was LeBron James' son. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was LeBron James' son. LeBron James was telling him something. He was trying to teach him something basketball wise. Mm-hmm. And his dad, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, Dad. All right, all right." Mm-hmm. But then when his friend Dwayne Wade came, I re- I remember that, yeah. And he said something, and then. He's like, oh, okay. And then he went to LeBron James. He's like, Dad, Dwayne said I should do this, 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 this. He's like, I've been telling you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, to us, that's we're like, oh, my God, that's LeBron James. But to his kids, they like, oh, this is dad. About yeah, that, yeah. that's dad. Yeah. So they don't listen to dad just like we don't listen to dad. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, I get that. I, I understand it to an extent. Um, but... Again, I grew up in a household with a Marine, and my mom, she might as well have been one. <laughs> uh, I know you probably have heard her in class, Ethan, he mm-hmm. know. My mom, she don't put up with nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. So um, when when people are coming to me about, some, you know, their kids acting up or whatever, and they want, like, they want us to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what you want us to do about them acting up away from Taekwondo class. Mm. Because when they're here, they they respect us. They do what we tell them to do. Yeah. I don't have to tell them to do stuff, you know, twice or three times, whatever. You know, I the only thing I can now we have talked with parents and we because Taekwondo like I said Taekwondo is not just kicking and punching it's not just what you do in class and which is why um, along with uh, all of our other requirements and stuff for testing and things that we're grading them on we always give the kids a home report card yeah so they have to you know the parents have to fill out um, you know give them a grade on you know if they're responsible you know cooperative honesty yeah, I remember. Yeah, we've gone through that with Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. So that home report card is part of their grade. Yeah. So like, if you get bad grade on your home report card, well, it'd be like that. You might we tell them it could bring your whole grade for your test down one letter grade. Mm. 
and we tell them the lowest we the lowest grade that we give is C minus. Mm. So if you get anything less than C minus, so if you got a C, if you you got a C on your whole your whole test, yeah, and you have bad home report card, that would knock it down to a D. We don't give out D's. So guess what? You gonna have to retest. Mm. Now you gonna have you don't have to retest on everything, but the thing that that that's the issue mm. is this home report card. So guess what? You don't get your new belt mm. until mom and dad fill out you know fill out a home report card. Yeah, showing that oh uh, your your activities have changed at home, your actions done changed at home and done done improve. Yeah, then you can get your belt. Yeah. So I mean we've done stuff like that, or we've done things where the kids were the kids was doing everything that they were supposed to do in class to to earn the opportunity to test, mm-hmm. but they was messing up at home, and mm-hmm. and you know it was a joint decision with the with the parents. We like well, right now to me it just seemed like you haven't earned the opp- to earn the the opportunity to test. Yeah. Like you done your stuff in class, but Taekwondo. Is not just in class, mm. and, and one of the things we tell the kids is like, so like if I'm talking to Ethan, I'm like, yeah, you part of the Applin family, right? Yeah. And he's like, yes, sir. So, um, are you an Applin when you when you're not around the rest of your family? Are you still an Applin? Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, sir. I'm like, so you represent your family no matter where you go, even if you're not with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Even if people don't know your parents or don't know none of your family, yeah. you still represent the Applins, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. I was like, well, the same thing with Taekwondo. Yeah. If you are a part of Taekwondo, you represent Taekwondo everywhere you go. Because somebody, when they see you at that moment, they may not know that you're in Taekwondo. But later on, if they learn that you're in Taekwondo, and they be like, dang, I saw him over there acting a fool at the dang, uh, at the mall. Yeah. Like, dang, they... I thought he was a Taekwondo, you know, I thought Taekwondo yeah. people, yeah, so. So I have a question about representing, because this is off subject, but um, it'd be, it'd be the last thing I'll bug you about before we wrap it up here, <laughs> but um, you know that they say they associate the, you know, the Olympics, Ta- Taekwondo has a place in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done anything at that level or trained people or did anything to where, you know, you have to, because that's a big family to have to be in, or you ever just had dreams of dealing with that so like what is something that big of like an association i definitely have had dreams of being an olympian yeah that was my goal when i was younger yeah um unfortunately i never reached that goal yeah but i think you know things kind of changed as i got older i was i think i was okay with not reaching that goal Mm. why Um, you say that um i just it was other things that i wanted more yeah yeah um I wanted to, I mean, without trying to, trying not to follow, sound too sappy or whatever, but I wanted to fall in love and oh, you yeah, know, have yeah. a family and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And if you're giving your time to training for, to be an Olympian, it's not much time for other stuff. So it's a grueling process to have to go to that. To oh yeah, that. man. That's a full-time job. Oh, okay. Um, just... Just to give you a little glimpse, um, so Taekwondo is a South Korean martial art. Mm-hmm. So in South Korea, Taekwondo is like that's they that's they thing. Mm-hmm. Like we we came up with, like we started this. Mm-hmm. That's how they they feel. 
um, and to them, like if you if you're on the national team, yeah, and you lose, like when you go home, like you're a traitor. Mm. <laughs> like so it's, it's that, like real. It's that serious yeah, to them. Yeah. So, um, but then, but but when you when you're winning and you're on the team, like you don't have to worry about nothing. Mm. They pay for your food. They pay for your clothes. They pay for your car. Mm. They pay for your housing. They pay for all of that stuff. That's uh, that's great. I didn't know yeah. it was that. Yeah. Um, but then also for um, um. Like you, you may have heard about like the uh, the women's soccer U.S. soccer team was mm-hmm. was one equal pay, um, with the men. Yeah, and you know they were arguing because you know they're more successful. Yeah, you know people <laughs> they they actually be winning and the yeah. men they don't be winning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they don't win as much. <laughs> but the the U the Olympic committee was uh was saying that the revenue that they bring in is way more than what the women bring mm. in even though the women are you would think that the women would be more popular yeah i thought they were getting mega stuff. paid since they were like the kind of the face of the whole soccer team but the men the 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 venues that they go to and all that stuff they actually bring in more money so that was their argument or whatever mm. so but that lets you know that them being on the U.S. team, like they get paid for it. Yeah. Same thing, in Taekwondo. You and you on the U.S. team, you getting paid. You getting and 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 when you training and stuff and everything, mm-hmm. they train they paying for room and board. Um, on top of whatever salary you get nowadays, it's not like they getting a salary like they soccer. I mean, soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but it's not like on that level. But I um. I'm so just a little background on me. So I'm a two time junior national champion. Mm-hmm. So junior nationals is 17 and under. Yeah. So I won nationals as a uh, adolescent. Yeah. Two, for, uh, two years in a row. Um, I'm a seven time state champion. Nice. Um, I have never competed as an adult. Mm. So my last competition, I was seventeen years old. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but I did compete in adult um, competition. Mm. When I was fourteen, I started competing eighteen and up. Oh, so you, yeah, yeah. So, um, I I have competed in tournaments that had I had I won. I would have been put into the list of people that might get invited to U.S. team trials. That's pretty, yeah, man. So, um, but I didn't, I didn't win them. But again, I was like 14, 15 years old, sixteen years old. But that, I mean, being that young and being yeah. able to get that close to something that intense—that's pretty good. Yeah. Though. And then so one of the guys that I lost to, it was a crazy thing. I was so upset. Because it was at the it was at OTC in Colorado Springs, the Olympic Training Center. Yeah. And I went to this tournament, um, and I fought a guy and I lost four to nothing. Mm. And everybody was coming up to me, like, Oh man, you was awesome. You was awesome. And I'm like, I lost four to nothing. Yeah. And it was like they was like, You don't know who you was fighting? You don't know who you's fighting. So evidently, so my, my my coach, this is who she is, man. 
This this is how she does. She plays the mental game. She looked at the bracket, and um, she was uh, you know I saw that I was fighting. Um, what's his name? Mario Lopez, I think. No, mm. was his name Mario? I can't remember. I know it's something Lopez. Yeah. Um, but I was I was fighting him, and I'm looking at the bracket, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah, do you? Uh, I was like, you know him? And she was like, I heard of him. Um, I was like, is he good? She was like, you can beat him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. So then, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to go in here. I'm about to do this. And um, so then afterwards, I lose four to nothing. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. Like, this is this is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I had my opportunity. And, and I could have been invited to U.S. team trials. And, and I'm like, I, I blew it. And... And then somebody was like, you ain't, you don't know who you was fighting? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They was like, that that dude, he he been he been the U.S. team trials. Like he he almost been a you know been a team or whatever. I think he was a uh, he was young too. Mm. I think he might have been like 16 or 17 years old, and I was maybe 14, 15. Mm. Um, but he had been invited to U.S. team trials before. So he was pretty, yeah, he had he been. He was okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um, he was born in, like, uh, I think Puerto Rico or something like that. Mm. But he was living in the United States. Um, so, yeah, I think he had dual citizenship. Yeah. Um, But uh, come to find out, uh, I want to say maybe 2008, 2008 Olympics, I saw him. Mm. I saw him. Fighting on TV, or uh, he was fighting. He was fighting for Puerto Rico. That is crazy. He yeah. got he got the bronze medal. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So what is uh you know so you know before we wrap it up like what is the one thing you think Taekwondo and you know just saying it to for people that are listening like what is the one thing you think Taekwondo did for you it, whether it was a spiritual or a physical or a, like you know when you're like an old man and you're telling you know people you know because i know you're you're coming up to be grand master here soon i mean you know grandmaster uh yeah if if i if i uh get another promotion i'll be uh i'll be a master yeah and so um like you know when you're older and you're probably teaching younger people and passing stuff down like what would you know especially for kids listening to this that Mm -hmm. been bullied and you know need to probably find a place to dig like what do you think it did for you the most Ah uh, man, that's a great question. Um, it's so many things. Even if you can rattle off two or three, like you know. Uh, to me, I think. Um, the main thing is. Um, You're, you have to control what you can control. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things that are outside of your control. Mm. And you have to control what you can control. And the main thing that you can control is your attitude. Mm. Your attitude affects your altitude. Mm-hmm. Just like a plane. If you're, if the nose is up, it's the plane's going to go up. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that nose starts coming down, then that plane's going to start a good, Yeah, down. that's a yeah. So no matter what the situation is, if you don't go into it 
controlling the main thing that you can control, which is your attitude and your approach to the situation, your approach to the stress and the adversity and all of that stuff, uh, is is you is stacked against you. You already kind of defeated kinda yourself. Kind of defeated yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you have to have the confidence. If you ain't got the confidence in you. Why should somebody else have confidence? Yeah, in yeah. You know, um, even if you fail, mm-hmm. even if you fail, everybody, and that's another thing. Everybody is human. Everybody's going to, um, not do as well. I don't want to say fail, but not do as well as they hoped or as they expected to do, mm-hmm. or get everything when and how they want it. So. It's not it's not about like if you make a mistake or mm. you don't do as well or whatever. It's not about that. It's about what you do after it. Mm. Like your mm. response to that. Yeah. So, do you I mean, do you just crawl up into a ball and and the world is the end of the world or whatever? And I understand some people have issues to where you know, they have depression, they have anxiety and things like that. And that stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's real, yeah. Um, and some people don't have to deal with it like other people do. Um, but even even with that, I mean, there's got to be some some part of I gotta pick myself up. Yeah, you know, I gotta do, I gotta move forward, even if it's I gotta stay on my 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 uh, medication regimen. Yeah. You know, even though I feel better, I feel like I don't need to take this. Okay, I'm trusting my doctors. I have to do my part. I got to. I got to control what I can control. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't control what's coming at me, mm-hmm. but I can control how I'm dealing with it. And if I'm gonna allow that to stop me from the plan that I we had set forth with my doctors, yeah. you know. So even when you approach it like that, I mean. Yeah, man, I feel like that's the that's the the biggest things is you gotta uh, you gotta take the bull by the horns and, and control what you can control, which is your attitude and and basically how you respond to things. Mm. So that's a lot of times um, the biggest thing because looking back on my life, the mistakes that I've made a lot of times is I got emotional. I understand. Yeah, and I didn't respond the way that I should have responded. Mm-hmm. Or I went into something with a bad attitude. Yeah. And sometimes that can be contagious. It can mm-hmm. affect so many things and so many different people. Mm-hmm. And you never know. Like, it could have been that one time that uh, somebody needed you to um, to be that, that support. Yeah. To look at them. They looking at you for, you know, hey, if, if, he, if he got a good attitude about it, then I have a good attitude about it. Then it was that one time you... You didn't do what you were supposed to do, and that person ended up making a decision that based off of how you felt. Yeah, and and being you know Taekwondo instructor, a lot of people are looking at you. People that's not even in Taekwondo mm. because you know, especially before COVID, when we were in that small gym and they had the glass sliding doors, mm. people walking by, people who taking their kids to other classes, the rock climbing wall and yeah, yeah. going to the gym and all that stuff, whatever. Well, I think uh, they walked the track too, and walking the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've worked with people and they and they say, hey, 
um, ain't you that that instructor that I, that when I be running the track, yeah, that be yeah. down there. I'm like, mm-hmm. And they was like, I was listening to you and the, when y'all was talking about you know respecting your elders and stuff like that. I think that's great that you got, you know, I would. Who would have known that that person was actually paying attention to me yeah, when they yeah. doing their workout? <laughs> yeah, 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 so, man. But so, yeah, yeah, that's. I think that was those be the two things. Well, man, I really I've enjoyed having this interview with you and just saying, I enjoyed you know, it as well. Yeah. So you know, I tell everybody I hope to have you on again so we can just get more perspectives, man, and talk about the journey more. And you know, yeah. I'd like that if your parents, you know, when COVID and stuff calms down, I'd like to maybe have them on too as well so they can jump on and give their perspective. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have them, man. I'm really amazed by y'all, man. I really, I tell my son in joke like, ain't nobody breaking up into, especially if they together, ain't nobody breaking up in their house or messing with them. They get messed up. <laughs> they uh. Nah. Yeah, I feel like it's even uh, our family members that's not in Taekwondo. Yeah, they I feel like they still got that same kind of mentality. Mm, yeah, it's a uh, it's a rough group to to, to grow yeah, up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it they <laughs> that whole family man. They the, the the women and everything. Yeah, yeah. They they really tough. Well, I like to get to know y'all, man. Just just like in like as far as like learning our story through this stuff, man, and having you on again and like i say man hopefully it's soon so we can talk about more stuff i know you probably got a lot of other stuff after you hear the interview and everything the stuff you probably want to say or get out so <laughs> um you know we'll, we'll you know we're gonna re you know we'll reconvene and then you know i'll ask you some questions next time yeah yeah man <laughs> so we'll holler at you guys later all right now you put water into a cup it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend.